on this episode of the Ministry of Motion Pictures podcast. Well, the church's idea of a faith-based film and what the you know, reality is about what, what the real struggles are and what the people are actually going through are much different, mm-hmm. right? So there's, there's a, it's, it's great to watch a Hallmark or a feel-good uh, Sunday film for the whole family, which I love, and we grew up doing that. But then there's something else that you can actually talk on a real level with things you don't always want to talk about. We're on a mission from God. My guests in this episode are the filmmaking duo of Raphael Kalamat and Jason Barbeck. Both are actors, writers, directors, and producers. And together they formed a production company called The Real Deal Guys and produced their first feature film, Adam's Testament. Raphael and Jason are also the organizers of the Canadian International Faith and Family Film Festival, known as KIF, which I spoke with them about in the previous episode. In this episode, Raphael and Jason talk about the realities of producing films for the Christian marketplace, and in spite of the struggles, these two filmmakers face the challenges with joy and expectation, and I think you're going to be inspired. One of the things that baffles me is that here we are in the vast world of connected media, the church understands the the power and reach that cinema and film has. And I, I just wish that there was more of an effort, more of a, a, an interest in using this art form to do more to reach the world with the message of Christ or how, whatever we're going to be doing to, to communicate the truths of God. Um, because you hear Christian filmmakers, and I'm sure you hear it all the time, we have the best mess of stories in the world. We've got the most important stories. We've got the most important themes. But when you look at the industry itself and what's being produced, at, it, it's just so meager uh, what we see happening. It, you know, it can be discouraging. And I, and I think a lot of professional filmmakers, they're afraid to jump into this space because... The, the difficulty is uh, faith-based films uh, puts you, pigeonholes you, it puts you in a, in a box. Yeah. And many of the secular film industry producers and studios don't want to work with you. you know, look what happened to Jim Caviezel, you know, and Mel Gibson. They yeah. did, was one of the biggest box office hits uh, internationally, and then it came to the U.S., but at first it was an international hit because no theater chain wanted to touch um, uh, Passion of the Christ. And and then afterwards, Jim Caviezel didn't work for six to seven years. Mm-hmm. So when when young actors or filmmakers are looking at an example of that, it's not very encouraging. However, you hit the nail on the head by saying the film industry is growing. There are a lot more options. Uh, there, there's ways to do it, and the church needs to receive these films. It needs to help out in the fact that their congregation can make a big difference on getting people out to the theater or could invite these type of films into their theater. Now, the, the problem within the church, Todd, is that it's a d- denomination-based uh, acceptance. If there is a film that has more of a Catholic uh, curve to it, and it's a little bit more lean towards that, you know, a Baptist church, church doesn't want to support that. Yeah. So, you know, really, we need to tear down the walls. Again, there's a big Jesus movement happening in the U.S. right now, I'm hoping it spills over to Canada, where it is Christ-centric. It's more about Judeo-Christian values. We start looking at Scripture more, 
and and family values and kingdom values, and we don't put a a line in front of us just because a person's a different denomination. Yeah. Two things that are happening. One is the church. They tend to preach down and talk down to the youth, so they're losing the youth. Um, The youth doesn't want to be preached to. They want to be listened to, especially the millennials. Um, And the other thing is, in the faith-based market of film, it's getting better, but, you know, what the church's idea of a faith-based film and what the you know reality is about what what the real struggles are and what the people are actually going through are much different, mm-hmm. right? So there's, there's a, it's, it's great to watch a Hallmark or a feel-good uh, Sunday film for the whole family, which I love, and we grew up doing that. But then there's something else when you can actually talk on a real level with things you don't always want to talk about, like maybe addiction or loss of faith, loss yeah. of life. Yeah. Loss of, ide- loss of identity. I mean, this, these are all current topics that are all over the place with our young, our young people. And that's why our film, we, we tackled it head on. You know, it's all yeah. about those issues. And this is what kind of scared people off in 2015, 16, when we were starting to do this. They didn't know how to accept it because when you heard the term faith-based, it certainly wasn't our film. Ours was much darker, even though it has a dove seal of approval. There's no, you know, there's no blood, there's no swearing, there's no sex, there's no violence. There's just a, a psychological element that throws people, because we're talking about angels and demons and spiritual warfare. Yeah. So this is not the hot topics in church all the time, but I think it's important, yeah. you know, that this is the stuff we need to talk about, because people can't understand why they're riddled with pain, anxiety, depression, um, you know, these maladies that uh, overcome them, and they just... They're in such a dark pit, and they can't mm-hmm. escape. So they lean on drugs, alcohol, whatever they lean on. And this is how you could reach them through the Word, you know, uh, I believe, you know, through media. But you have to do it the right way, the mm-hmm. very specific way to do it. Is that once, When I started doing this podcast, I wasn't quite sure what I would find when I was interviewing all these different people who are working in the Christian film uh, industry. So I even talked to theologians and I asked them, what do you think about Christian film? Do, do you even like it? Do you think it has any merit or value? And I'm finding a lot of really solid theologians are very interested in what we're doing as Christian artists. And, and then I find people like Brett McCracken at the, the Gospel Coalition. He studied at, at UCLA Cinema Studies in the academic track because he wanted to talk about films. So he's sort of acting as, um, you know, the, the critic, uh, not just a critic, but the champion of good quality Christian filmmaking. And then with you guys and these other these other um, f- Christian film festivals that are are blossoming, it just looks like the stage is being set uh, for this industry to to grow into a bigger shoe size uh, in next next few years, and we can see that with streaming opportunities cropping up. Um, we, there, there's far more material being made today, and there's far more opportunities for filmmakers. Uh, very specific viewpoints, even if they don't agree, if, if distributors don't agree with them, they see the marketability of them, the financial possibilities that they have. And I think the opportunities are, are getting very exciting at this point. So uh, just to say I'm encouraged by, by what's happening, what I'm seeing happening in this industry. Well, we're, we're encouraged as well, Todd. Um, I mean, when, when Hollywood started 
seeing films like The Passion come out and they want to jump on board. And then you saw the smaller films come out like Fireproof and Facing the Giants. Mm -hmm. And they made money. They made a lot of money with with just uh, with not a lot of investment. And and I think we're at a point right now where universities are even taking it upon themselves to uh, create Christian film and media uh, programs. Redeemer, of course, has a has a good media program. Canada Christian College is developing one around even Tyndale, where we've spoke, we spoke in the past. Uh, we were guest speakers at Tyndale here in Toronto. And uh, we're even in talks with Liberty University. They've got a great program they're starting right now. So they're seeing the value in that. And Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, is the largest Christian university in the world. Yeah. And they're, they're, they really want to make a splash with, with their movies. Um, because a lot of these space-based films are giving uh, a bad name to <laughs> Christian movies. Yes. Because Christians are not making them on, on the most part. Uh, and, and so sometimes That's true. Can, can... wrong. You know, when you look at something like Noah, it was just, <laughs> wow, they got that wrong. Uh, but um, there's a lot of great movies, but there's a lot of films that are horror-based that have a Christian angle. That's That was, you know, Jason, and you, you could talk about that. You've, you've uh, really uh, hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's some people want to get on the bandwagon, and, and like Raphael just said, they don't get it right. And, and they mix, they try to mix two things together, uh, trying to create the perfect formula. But, you know, you can't do that. You, you get to speak from the heart, and the audiences are very sophisticated these days. They, they know right away. I mean, with the thing going to a Marvel film, you know what you're in for, and if they don't deliver, the audiences will let you know, and then the ticket sales will just plummet. Yeah. So it's the same. Same with uh, same with films these days. You have your 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 faith followers or um, you know Christian market that go to these films, but then the secular spill over because they want to. You know, someone goes to a film and someone's grandmother sees something and invites the daughter, and daughter invites the, the children, invite the grandkids, and so this is how films like Courageous did it. It was a trickle down effect through the families. Yeah. Because everyone's going, oh, you got to see this, you got to see this. It's a reflection of what we're going through, or our families, or people we know, or on it goes. Um, and, and then again, the Kendricks are perfect at speaking from the heart, and they're only getting better and better with their casting and their acting and the, the writing. Yeah. So if you're not careful, you can really lose the audience right away. So what what do you think Christian filmmakers need the most? You see a lot of guys and, and, and gals, I'm sure, come through. Um, what are the struggles and the things that they need that they're not getting? Well, they need to be mentored. Yeah. They need to get encouragement. Uh, they need to be helped uh, to connect uh, with others. So encouraging them not only just to go to film school and do the research and understand what they're doing, but they, they need to be able to uh, work with others. In, their, in this environment, in any shape or form, just to be around it on a production or a small set in any shape or form, and then going out and, and uh, listening to panels. And because social media has become so powerful, there's ways for them to connect to not only students, but actors and writers. Um, and, and that's what I would suggest for them to do those things. Um, Jason? Yeah, it's, it's, it's about support, you know. There's a lot of big things happening in a lot of different movements. Uh, you know, Lionsgate is now getting on board with these films, and they're starting to really open their eyes because they see the investment, they see the return on the dollar. 
um, like I can only imagine. And uh, some of these other smaller Christian studios are teaming up with the big boys now. But I would say it's just, just more awareness and more support. Um, you know, if the studios keep getting behind these films, then there'll be bigger budgets, and then the casting will go out more and, and extend into the uh, Christian world. Like our friend Cameron Arnett, for example, who kind of was shunned from Hollywood for years because he wouldn't compromise his values uh, with some, some offers he had, including like nudity and sex scenes and, and such. And so he kind of got blacklisted a little bit. Uh, as a Christian actor now, he's really starting to shine. Um, you know, with Overcomer and, and films like that where everyone gets a chance to see his work at that mm-hmm. level. So it, it's nice to see. You know, it, it's like, like the tide is turning a little bit for these I, uh, faith-based films. And young filmmakers and actors, uh, they would be surprised on how these Canadian leaders and, and American leaders in this industry are willing to help out. Looking at someone like who sits on our board, Christopher Bissett, is a multi-award winning writer, director, producer, teaches at Niagara College. He'll take your email. He'll listen out to uh, He'll listen to your story. Uh, Sam Sorbo is another one. Lana King, who was a former CEO of Hallmark Channel and uh, started up uh, and established uh, Fox and launched Fox Sports and Fox News. She, she takes in um, submissions all the time and, and pitches. Uh, Paul Alone, he from Cloud 10 Creative. Right here in our backyard, he's in St. Catharines. And uh, John Pattis is the writer for the Left Behind series. Everybody knows that series, a multi-million dollar uh, award-winning series of, of films. Uh, I mean, the, the, you just have to try. Yeah. You, you know, and uh, we're, we're developing a program right now with the Canadian Bible Society so that youth 25 and under could participate in a public service announcement. So they would put a Bible within their... Um, short, and they could shoot it on anything. They could shoot it on their phone, uh, it being 60 seconds or less, and submit it to us. So oh. it's a solo project, and involves uh, friends or youth groups or, uh, or a church, and you could uh, you could put something together and, and get some uh, feedback on it. Do you find that Christian filmmakers have to wear more hats than other independent filmmakers? just because there's not that support that you were talking about? I just think it has to do with budget. I mean, it, it has. you see it all the time in, in, in the independent world because of that reason. So, um, yeah, you know, when you're on a bigger budget film, each department is like five deep, you know, and they, and they have budgets to, to bring in all kinds of crews and set decks and uh, location scouts and, and craft services. You know, when you get to the indie level, like what we did, shot for under 275 you know you do have to be very creative with who you hire and you know you yeah. get volunteers you get everybody and what happens in the in the christian world in the faith world they end up getting a lot of volunteers from their local churches or places that um they worship and um that that's, a, that's an amazing thing as a fellowship but as you know, you know you have to be a craftsman to work in film, yeah. and, and if you're not a craftsman, then it's going to show in the end product. And I think that's what kind of happens sometimes: yeah. is people are very eager in, to help out, but they don't have any skills in certain departments because there's no budget, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I see I see this even in in professional production where. Um, there's a need for things to get done, and so you begin dropping your your 
your standards to accept somebody who's probably not the most qualified person for the job, but they're a warm body that's going to get something done. And I, I was been very interested in the French New Wave movement because it seems like those guys, uh, Godard and Truffaut and um, René, they look like they're guerrilla filmmakers, but they actually had quite a bit of support that uh, we don't often find among, especially in the Christian film world today. Because uh, they had they had funding from from the governments, they had there was a lot of producers and support personnel that were available within that industry. You know, it's 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 not quite as organized in the Christian film world from from my vantage point. You know, we we, we talk about we need to encourage the Christian filmmakers. We also need to rec- to encourage accountants and uh, production support people. And you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of theater my theater background and you know so that's something you don't get a lot of is rehearsal so I, I'd always say to people you know try to get it on its feet as soon as possible yeah. block stuff out get a rehearsal happening so once you do your table read just start really uh, digging into the script and um, yeah and just try to rehearse with as many people as you can so then come the day of your I don't know 15 or 12 days of shooting you're not going to be up against a wall where you're forced to accept, you know, well, that's all the time we have. we got to move on now. Yeah. And then you're stuck with whatever you have. Yeah. I, you know, Jason, you talk about performance. It's, it's so important to be able to get good talent. There's a lot of people out there who are not known, but they're amazing talents. You know, if we, even if you have a small production, the keys on set, be it wardrobe, sound, camera, all of those people are, you're able to get, even on a non-union production, you can get them on permit and let everybody else fall underneath them. But let the keys on set be professionals. And we had a few actors that needed work on our film, and we had some of the veterans, like Nick Mancuso, who played the devil in our film, work with the actors. And and, and so that was really important. Um, so, uh, you know, pre-production... Then there's then there's the actual shooting dates, and there's post production, and then everybody runs out of budget for P and A. Or in these days, it's it's more on the marketing side of things and distribution. But there's you need to get your film out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and so that's really important. But it all starts with with writing, as you well know, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jason introduced me to Blake Snyder, Save the Cat, and that saved my life. <laughs> he's, you know, uh, he has a lot of best-selling books and sort of the standard in, in the film industry in California. Yeah. Um, and for those of for those people who don't know who he is, he's 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 acclaimed to put in a formula like a beat sheet, writing everything down, knowing the different parts, and dividing it into Act One, Two, and Three. Uh, we're currently working on a um, uh, Aboriginal uh, co-pro. Um, here in Toronto, we want to shoot out in Hamilton, and we're working on that very hard. And you know, without the, the writing, without the good ideas, and then getting people to sign uh, agreements and letters of intent, so all, all of these things need to be taught to young filmmakers. Yeah, because there's just so much you can learn in, in school. You need real practical life experience. There's only a few filmmakers, even in Hollywood, who come to mind who I think have that ability to grasp the scope <laughs> of all that work and attention to detail. You know, one is Kubrick. You know, Kubrick was his own own machine. But, uh, it, you know, you have to be a machine if you're going to be in this industry. I don't, I don't think we're going to reinvent the wheel when it comes to the 
formula of filmmaking. And yeah. so uh, studying what, you know, we're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. And so we're, we need to remember that and we need to use what 150 or I should say 120 years of filmmaker years of filmmaking has given us yeah. that methodology and that experience and, and then uh, then honing in on it yeah so uh yeah i mean what you guys are doing is really important and i and i applaud you for for taking the extra time i mean you guys are not only wanting to be filmmakers you're you're now taking on the scope of of running a festival and i can't even imagine the amount of work that that, that entails yeah it's pretty crazy you know uh we realize now at year three that well we always sort of realize this because we come from the world of film that you and you have to have a team because you're only as strong as your weakest link and you know if there's only two of us then we become the weakest links because there's not enough of us to go around <laughs> you know you, you just can't wear all the hats you really can't yeah. and you have to you know bring people together but you have to vet them properly and make sure that they're as passionate as you are and they, and they really want to be in that space because it is a a very specific space to be in. It's yeah. a fun space, you know, it really is. If you love film, if you love festivals, and if you love uplifting, redemptive films, this is the perfect place to be. You know, and that's why we're reaching out to churches. We want to bring our festival to you, to the churches, to youth groups, to um, education, um, you know, facilities, anywhere where people will gather and want to watch a film, you know, lots of them with Bible studies to talk about it, good Q&A afterward. That's why we're here, to, to bring these films uh, to the masses. So if yeah. you can't get to us, we'll find a way to get to you. Well, God bless you guys, and 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 Godspeed to your efforts. And hopefully, I'll get out there next year with a, a film. And uh, again, thank you guys for for doing what you're doing and fighting the good fight. Todd, thank you as well. I mean, you're you're putting on a strong emphasis on nurturing us by giving us a platform to speak about what we do. So thank you for, for giving us a voice, oh. uh, because there's not enough uh, places for us to talk about this, uh, so uh, kudos to you. In our next episode, Dr. Gary Bedenson from Lancaster University is going to be with me to talk about the new Hollywood cinema of the late 60s and early 70s, an era of film populated by filmmakers such as Sidney Lumet, Richard Donner, Hal Ashby, Francis Ford Coppola, Roman Polanski, and many others. This is going to be a fascinating look into a recent and revolutionary era of cinema history that we don't hear very much about. Thank you for joining me on the Ministry of Motion Pictures podcast. You'll find show notes and more information about us at ministryofmotionpictures.org. What we do in life echoes in eternity.